0: What is the one quality that you possess that makes you think that you can walk out here and come to the ring and face the very best in the business? Ruthless
1: aggression. The stipulations of this Sunday's part match are as follows. I forgot to tell you. I
0: lie. Who is your favorite pressure of all time? Triple 8! I'm not afraid of you! Now, close the to front, the front says, Chick's big and big.
2: Kurt Angle, yes! Yeah. Your
1: new general manager, Theodore Oh. And that people, but
0: they pulled by height and
3: You guys watch the latest episode of Lizzo and the Big Girls?
4: No, <laughs> no, I have not. Lizzo's Big Girls with a Z. Okay, like, so
3: pretty much the synopsis it's like, of the show. Um, it's like the fat version of Jade Cargill.
5: <laughs> don't disrespect Jade Cargill like
4: that. <laughs> don't, don't mention her in the same sentence.
5: <laughs> Jade Cargill is length and breadth better than Lizzo. She's
1: like,
4: like, she is like. Polar opposite of Lissa. Oh, for real. Lissa's like. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Kyle shoots it. on Lissa. <laughs> I don't know. I know nothing about her other than, like, isn't she God. cool? She's so fat, but, like, <laughs> she's cool with it. I don't know. <laughs> whatever. Does,
1: nails, baby, baby, baby. Wow, <laughs> Jake, I, I, The fat guy. What? <laughs> Player like doing like I wear my head at people. <laughs> 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 no, that was that was Lizzo, but it's a fat, guy, <laughs> fat girl singing the song. Fat girl. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh my gosh! It's somewhere between Kyle's fat guy voice and Cartman. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's um, it's uh, Chef's mom.
4: I, I gave him
1: a daughter. Well, no wonder he yeah. keep coming back. Woman, you gave him the tree fitty.
4: What say? I love munchies I gave him the tree fitty.
1: <laughs> and he said, How about this two And I said, Oh, now it's two fitty. <laughs> I was just saying <laughs> love munchies. And it was about that time I noticed that little Girl Scout was eight stories tall. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and for the party a little hero.
3: Oh
5: my God. This is one of the greatest episodes of anything. The mm-hmm. Succubus, yeah.
3: So good. But not as good as the <laughs> SmackDown love- fifth anniversary special. Uh, Guys, what do you think? I got the blue UPN cake here. I've got SmackDown oh. floats here. Like, what do you think? We're ready to celebrate the fifth anniversary of SmackDown, don't I you got think?
5: Some root. I've got root beer in a cup. I've got. I've got a Smackdown fist coming through the back wall in like a fathead sort of scenario I've got John, a John Cena cutout with a party hat and a lay like
3: I am ready to go for this hey that's not just any root beer that's Ruthless Aggression root beer it's special <laughs> it's, it's
6: rootless Ruthless Aggression
3: Hey, <laughs> it's got crushed up painkillers in it. So, <laughs> oh, no. I I call it a Kurt Angle float. Oh! <laughs> I'll have the perk angle, please. <laughs> <laughs> <That'd be terrible>. <laughs> <laughs> like, crushed up <laughs> Now, now, come on. Let's be real. It's really got tranquilizer juice in it. Oh my goodness. Oh God. For reasons we'll probably get right? into later. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, what a way to return, right? That being said, welcome to the Ruthless Aggression Podcast, where we are reviewing the SmackDown 5th Anniversary Special. I'm Levi, as always, joined by that big juicy Kyle. Kyle, what's going on, man? How are you doing?
4: I'm doing just fine, man. Celebrating the 5th Anniversary of SmackDown. (laughs) Things couldn't be better.
3: Oh my gosh, gosh. right? Right? And of course, (laughs) as always, to my left. It's that good old Jake R. It's Jake, one take Jake back in the booth. How are you doing, sir? Oh, I'm
5: fantastic. If I was any better, I'd be you. I'm ready to cook up some hot dogs and uh, and really, really enjoy this summer cookout of a fifth
3: anniversary. Gosh, man. Life couldn't be better, right? We got the Smackdown Fists, the Ruthless Aggression, Root beer. Man, we're ready to celebrate this show. Five years of smacking it down. And guys, before we get started, I just want to ask... What are your favorite SmackDown memories?
5: You know, my all my SmackDown memories come from like the early early UPN days when it was still the like the loops, like the the circles. Um
2: oh.
5: I remember the spear through the through the the screen in that old set that was cool. I remember I remember the rock really kind of like taking over Smackdown and making it his show and that was like and a lot of people don't realize that that was the bridge for the rock into acting because once he was on UPN he then got on Voyager which was a UPN <laughs> product and then he did the rock bottom to seven of nine <laughs> and then uh, yeah he went on and became a big old fancy acting boy after that so it was all thanks to Vince McMahon getting a deal with UPN honestly <laughs> uh, I, I remember I remember how poorly lit the show was when it started. Um, I remember it, it just kind of feeling it, it really did feel like anything could happen when I watched Smackdown. And like it was a, it was a really, really good show early, early on before uh, up until the end of the the Attitude Era anyway.
3: Right. The Rock gets on Voyager, but the freaking Dudley boys get the mullets. Come on, man. It's, come on. <laughs> That's not fair. Hey, where are my mullets fans at? You know, you know the show.
4: (laughs) Mullets, word.
3: (laughs) Business in the front, party in the back.
5: Or you just do what uh, Spike Dudley has, which is just get in a fight with a
3: lawnmower.
6: oof! Spike Dudley, nuclear
3: heat. You heard it here, folks. Kyle, what's your favorite Smackdown memory? Uh,
4: I don't know. It's like there's... When I think of SmackDown, I don't think of like any specific memory because uh, you know this is my cop out. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> just because uh, I don't know, I just when I think of SmackDown, I just think of like you know 2002-ish, just like super young me, like first getting into wrestling, and like all I could watch was SmackDown because you know we just had you know all old rabbit ears over the year stuff. So yep. watching Brock Lesnar and John Cena go at it over UPN and just seeing Tori Wilson's uh, puppies and. Trying to convince my mom, this isn't why I'm watching it, you know. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> and and then you, you kind of did you did steal my other one, which would be Hollywood Rock. That's my favorite rock. But you elaborated so perfectly. <laughs> oh,
3: thank you, boys. Hey, I couldn't help but notice no one asked me what my favorite SmackDown moment was. Levi, so. I'm going
4: to make Monday no. Night Raw. What is your favorite Monday Night Raw memory from the 15th anniversary in 2008? Um, gosh, probably.
3: Um, from, tw- wait, from 2005 <laughs> to 2008? Nah, I don't
4: know. I, I just remember the, the 15th anniversary in 2008. Celebration. I got the. TV <laughs> oh, <yeah.
3: laughs> Oh, no. But anyway, we are here in all seriousness reviewing the SmackDown 5th anniversary, which took place September 23rd, 2004, in Phoenix, Arizona, at the American West Arena, now known as the Footprint Center. Which that's is kind weird. of fun because we once covered this arena while it was still the Talking Stick Resort Arena and we covered that in SummerSlam 03 and we were like, wow, that's a weird name but they have since changed, IRL. You guys have any fun memories of the Footprint Center?
5: Oh man, so many, so many. Uh, oh, from man. the guy winning the match with because he cheated um, then there was the other match where the other guy won
4: belt <sighs> great stuff I remember going there and being like really disappointed they wouldn't let me just walk around without my shoes on and it's like <laughs> come on it's the Footprint Center <laughs> and they're like okay guy we're sick of this we're changing it and you know since no, then I just haven't cared service. that seems reasonable
3: our theme song tonight is rise up but not yet by Drowning Pool. This is like the, uh, I don't know, the beta version, whatever you want to call it. It's an instrumental. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think of this theme song?
4: Bad. Oof. Sexual. I thought, I
5: th- I hated it. I was like, I had to put myself back in 2004 for a second and think if I would think that these graphics were cool in 2004. At which point I thought, yeah. I would I would think this was probably pretty cool in 2004, but the song was chunks. Like I thought it sucked ass. This is like <laughs> and like here comes Rob Van, Van Dam flying in. It just like the music made it feel corny and like the beginning of like a PS2
4: game. Yeah, I was thinking the exact same thing. It reminded me of the beginning of a PlayStation Two game. It oh, just wow. seemed it seemed. It seemed very stock. Like I, I wasn't like n- nuts about it, but it is one of those songs that makes me stop and wonder: Okay, did was this edited out of the network version?
5: I, I had to go on YouTube to find out, and it was it was not. This is the one that's on that was on TV.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm
3: not sure how long it takes, but this it'll eventually you know get fleshed out with lyrics and everything, and becomes the song "Rise Up," and it's performed by Drowning Pool. And honestly, it's probably. Not this version. This version can blow chunks. But uh, the, the, the version by Drowning Pool might be my favorite SmackDown theme. Um, now, that is until they sped it up really fast in like 07, 08 for some reason. <laughs> it just sounds like a wild man singing that song not a fan uh, of Viva, that why one. don't you
4: give why don't, why, why don't you give us a oh, ruthless sorry. aggression cover Heck yeah. of that drowning pool smackdown theme
3: okay okay <inaudible> so the original version is like dung ding dong ding dong ding dong ding
0: and
3: okay it's kind of like slower you can actually kind of make out what they're saying but in 07 dun dun ding
1: dun ding ding
3: not a fan. See,
5: <laughs> I'll, I'll just stick with the uh, the beautiful people by Marilyn Manson.
3: That's that's a hard uh, one to top, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. very
4: hard to top. Uh-huh. I don't I hate. I, don't, I do not hate the lyrics version. That with one the instrumental in, uh, boring. Oh
5: gosh, what was the name of the song from Raw?
1: Now get the guns, the the money, the riches, and the Da da da. Let's get it out.
3: That was a good one, too. That's uh, across the nation by the Union Underground.
5: There it is. a kid.
4: Uh, are you sure? I thought that was yeah. the whoa, never give it. I thought
3: that was across the nation. <laughs> so that's, what? That is uh, want to be loved by Papa. Oh, Lynch. okay. Or, no, excuse me, to be loved
4: ellipses points. Yeah, 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 to be loved. There you go. There you go.
3: Do you guys remember when
5: Skillet was like heavily involved with all the like the ed, the WWE video game
4: soundtracks? <laughs> Don't yeah, remind <laughs> me. That's the moment when I stopped getting into WWE games. I, I hate, hate it.
0: Hero. Hero.
2: Just just
4: just just
0: just
1: just 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 <laughs> nuclear skillet nuclear for real skillet ruthless aggression nuclear heat
3: i will say as an angsty pan into the fire as an angsty, <laughs> as an angsty boy in youth group uh skillet touched my soul so uh, i have a soft you're, spot for skillet you're
1: yeah. i am fireproof oh gosh
3: that's a throwback i was more like um
1: Whispers in the...
3: Man, they were heavy, too heavy. Levi, why don't you just throw up your
5: rock fist and talk about the first match?
3: (laughs) Oh, gosh, that's... Jake, you get it. (laughs) (laughs) We're sponsored tonight by three sponsors. The Walking Tall DVD starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Arm & Hammer, and Subway. And guys, what I need right now is to tell me what it was like when the big show with long hair got out his arm and hammer in subway and wanted to watch the walking tall DVD starring Dwayne Johnson with Kyle as the big show. Uh, and Jake as uh, his next door neighbor. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Good, next door neighbor, I uh, I just got some subway. Uh, I picked up this Walking Tall DVD from a friend, Dwayne. But my refrigerator is stanky. all got an the hammer breakers soda. Uh, yeah.
1: Hey hey yeah, uh, it's it's
4: me, Mark. Um, I, I
5: live next door to the Big Show. Nice to see y'all. Um, Hi. Uh, how you doing? Anyway, so uh you said you said y'all need some arm and hammers. It looks hey, like what? Not big enough
1: arms. <laughs> You're making fun of me laughing <laughs> at me. I'm gonna throw you okay. off his balcony. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: gonna
4: jump too. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Who was that? <laughs> I don't know if somebody's, somebody's creeping on us. This is weird. I just want
4: to eat my friend. I have oh the God. baking soda. It's me, Nadine, Mark. <laughs> Nadine. Mark, no. No. Nadine, I'm sorry. Mark's dead. Big Show threw no. him off, and then Big Show jumped no. off himself.
1: No. I'm an elbow drop. Big Show, if it's the last thing I do. Ah. Fuck. I'm just like (laughs) McFarland. Jim Ross, what are you doing here?
2: I've got a jump too, but...
1: (laughs) 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 That went off the
3: rails fast. Everybody
4: did. (laughs) (laughs) What else can can you do with Big Show and baking soda and sandwiches and (laughs) (laughs) TVs?
3: Lots of things, I presume.
4: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, whatever, Levi. I'd like to see you try Okay. <clears throat> Rest in oh, peace, man. Mark Canadian, what a match, by the uh, way.
3: I got my Subway, and my I put extra sketty on my Subway sandwich. and oh, so I got Arm and Ham put it. on my arm. you could have done
5: meatballs.
4: I'm going to mix a little bacon soda with water and brush my teeth because I'm <laughs> elderly. <laughs> oh, gosh.
3: Okay, so moving on.
4: There you go, Levi. <laughs> 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 <not> my
3: elderly. <laughs> Oh, dropping off too. Ah.
5: Do, do you have any fun baking soda memories, Levi? Oh, gosh.
3: No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> They're all painful. Yeah, I don't
5: cook crack either.
3: Welcome to a very
0: special edition of SmackDown. Tonight, we celebrate our fifth anniversary and our season premiere. We will revisit memorable moments of the past and no doubt, create new memorable moments that will stand the test of time. Thank you. Enjoy
3: the show. So we're greeted by Vince McMahon at the start of the show, and he says, welcome to a very special edition of SmackDown tonight. We celebrate our fifth anniversary and our season premiere. We will revisit memorable moments of the past and no doubt create new memorable moments that will stand the test of time. Thank you and enjoy the show. So cue the pyro, we got a big juicy set that I don't think we've ever described here on the podcast. So, Kyle, would you describe the set to our listeners? The big fist? Oh, yeah. It's the
5: it's the fist. Oh, the though, can, can I just say <laughs> I really don't like that that like Vince is like, this is the new season of WWE. No, there is like, don't make <laughs> it just sound is so weird the way he like, it's the new season of
3: WWE. Oh, that's always real.
4: It's like Vince. In order to have seasons, you have to have off seasons, and WWE doesn't.
3: And they do that again a year from the point in the timeline with the Raw Homecoming. It's the season premiere of Raw in USA. Characters welcome. On USA, like everybody knows that the unofficial
5: restart of the WrestleMania year is Monday after WrestleMania. That is the January first, essentially of of the WWE calendar. Is the night after WrestleMania. If you want to have a break after WrestleMania, you know, give them a couple weeks off. Nothing's going to change. Crowd's still going to be hot in two weeks, maybe even
4: hotter.
3: I wish, mm-hmm. I wish, I wish they were A prominent wrestling organization had the cojones to have an off season.
4: Doesn't even have to be like crazy long. It can just be like a month or so, or even just enough just to make you a- miss it. <laughs>
3: exactly. Or even,
5: even just have guys like. Like, go away for three months. Like, hey, not even, oh, he, you don't even have to write him off TV. Like, here's his last, his last match. He'll be gone for three months after this. If he, if he loses, he's not the champion. If he wins, he'll be the. Uh, we'll have an interim champion uh, moving forward until he gets back.
3: It works for every other sport. Why not wrestling?
5: Why not wrestling? You want to make it look more legitimate?
3: Make me have miss an it. Off
5: season. Yeah, make me want to watch.
3: Like, I'm dying to watch football. football. Like, not having weekly football matches have not, you know, deterred my love for football. It only makes me want it more.
5: I I have been doing fantasy football mock drafts multiple during the workday because I'm so bored and waiting for football.
6: The first match, it's a rematch between The Rock
4: and Hulk Hogan. <laughs> uh, no, it's uh, Billy Kidman takes on Paul London, <laughs> or does he? <sighs> <laughs> it's
3: Billy Kidman. It's been a while since we've discussed him. Yeah, the fully There's grown kid, kid man. Yeah, a wise woman once said, I'm not a girl, not yet a kid man. And uh, <laughs> I, I think I, it. I th- thank you. I think he's uh, come a long way here. He's uh, he's got short hair and he's a little stalky. Is he a cruiserweight? I don't think so. So several weeks ago in a tag match, Billy Kidman inadvertently took out Chavo Guerrero when a botched Shooting Star Press knocked out Chavo when Billy Kidman drove his knee in Chavo's head on the landing. Dude was stretchered out. It was it was pretty bad, pretty gnarly. Died. Doid. Now, Billy Kidman is spooked and does not want to do that move anymore. So much so, he walked out on his tag team partner, Paul London, during a defense of the tag titles, costing them to Kenzo Suzuki and Rene Dupree, of all people. Ooh. (laughs) like Rene Dupree. Ooh. Paul demands answers, but Billy refuses to speak to him. Kidman later reveals in an interview with Michael Cole that he doesn't want to hurt anyone. He turns on the crowd who desperately want to see this move asking,
1: What kind of animals are you people?
3: So he
5: doesn't want to hurt anyone, but he's a wrestler. Okay, so
3: it's a conundrum, man. I mean, think about it. It's it's deep. He's lost his he's lost his edge. Aww.
5: I I don't know. I, I think it's in a weird way, it's kinda it's kind of weird because it's like, you know, I'm fine I was fine doing this until I actually hurt someone. It's like, it, it, so- it just, the way it sounds is really, really weird. And if you think about it for too long, it's it's it exposes the business in a really bad <laughs> way.
3: Sure, but, I mean, you could also put it in the vein of uh, MMA, you know. Like, if an MMA fighter, like, paralyzed somebody, I think he'd feel bad about it. Although his goal is to hurt his opponent and beat him. That's fair. So, yeah. you could think about it know. like that.
4: I don't have too much of a problem with it
3: but in the world of wrestling where we're punching and kicking and (laughs) hitting each other with chairs it doesn't really equate
4: shooting each other in the eye, that too shooting each other with darts
3: (laughs) so not much of a match here but the bell rings and a winner is determined so Billy Kidman immediately walks out and gets counted out your winner is Paul (gasps) London yeah Paul match rating thumbs up (laughs) No, I'm just
4: kidding. Yeah, big thumbs up, man. This is a uh, splash of the night. <laughs>
5: hey, uh, way to big ups for the the referee having the balls to count somebody out. Way
4: to go, ref. Yeah. Good job, ref.
3: Count faster, ref.
4: I like a ref with balls.
3: Oh, dude, that's so sexist. Come on.
4: <laughs> oh wait. <laughs> I like all referees, but I appreciate. Nuts. There you go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like my referee okay.
3: with K-O-B. <laughs>
0: there
5: are referees that are not very good, but it doesn't have anything to do with their genitalia.
3: There you go. I like a referee with bravery. <laughs> there you go. I
4: like a referee with uh, at least uh, 10% coupons to Burger King. Oh, yeah.
5: That's I, I like a referee with big old floppy man titties.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That that one guy from ECW. <laughs> Our, uh,
4: Our referee is Balding. Todd Todd Sinclair from uh, Ring Ring of Honor. <laughs> <laughs> like Tony Khan didn't bring him back, and it's like I can't blame you. He was a big fat guy. <laughs> <laughs> but no, this match can't be rated. Nothing happened.
3: Yeah, but what did happen thing. is United States Champion Booker T comes out for some
1: reason. He immediately
3: attacks Paul <laughs> London, so next match, Kyle.
6: The next match is Booker T surprising the Paul London for a big old fight, sucka.
3: Booker T starts quickly with attacks in the corner. He busts Paul London's nose up fairly quickly with a big elbow.
5: That was brutal. Mm hmm. Yeah. Went went back and watched it a couple times. It was a, he hit him with the elbow across a bridge in the nose. It was bad. It was a bad shot. They made the most of it, though. It was, they, they really made it work.
3: Yep. It only stood to make Paul London look cool. Yeah, exactly. I would agree with that. Mm hmm. Paul London fires back with a flying knee to the side of the head of Booker T. Booker T quickly responds with hanging Paul up on the top rope that's hurting his throat.
5: It was Did you see the sign in the crowd that said, You're hurting him?
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That made me lol Booker T with a clothesline. Booker gets him in a long rest hold, but Paul London reverses with a flipping mule kick. London gets a kick to the gut Booker whips him, but London reverses with a spinning heel kick. He follows oh, us up. Cooking. He really was. He follows us up with a drop kick and then an enziguri, and he's really taking it to the US champ. The match ends when London hits a cross body, but my favorite spot here. Booker rolls forward with the momentum and covers him, feet on the rope. Booker gets the
4: win. Oh boo, dastardly Booker. Kyle, what'd you think about this match? Uh, i mean after that first match it's really hard to top it but uh you know i didn't hate it pretty good for both of them i did like after uh freaking uh Spick leo uh london got busted open i was like well damn dude <laughs> i mean it made him look a lot cooler pretty solid stuff from both dudes not too crazy much to say for me personally but you know soft thumbs up good tv match
5: for for me, it was like is one of those matches where I was like, okay, well, maybe I'll actually pay attention to Paul London now. like mm-hmm. I, I, <clears throat> like I thought uh, he did a really good job in this match. Booker T came out and just knocked the crap out of him. He was working stiff from the beginning. I really, I actually really enjoyed watching this match because I thought it was the best of of what both these guys can do. I, I would agree though, like soft, like a soft thumbs up,
2: mm-hmm.
5: like like more thumbs up than thumbs middle. But but barely, like, like, enough for me to be like, all right, let's see what else is on the show, which is, it's the, the job of that match, so, good, good enough.
3: I have the same rating, there's not a whole lot happening, it's just, like, the early days of SmackDown, you know, quick action, more, more talk than action, but uh, the wrestling was fun here, I just wanted some more of it. After the match, Booker T gets on the mic and he says that,
1: oh, John Cena was watching Cause I took Paul London to school, and I'm gonna do that to John Cena. Because, as they say, it's, it's Booker the book of May,
3: May, y'all. <laughs> now he's gonna prove why he's the undisputed champ. And as he's saying this, London takes umbrage with Booker's remarks and smacks him upside his head. Just yeah, he just waylays
4: him, then yeah. just kind of dips. It's kind of rude, man. Like he should have said, "Oh, I'm so sorry." Mm.
3: That's, that's definitely come
5: back I from my said. place for a style by
4: Paul London.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we got ringside to Michael Cole and Taz. We sure do. Michael comments on how wild starting off the fifth anniversary of SmackDown.
1: And hey, Taz, hey Michael, tell me about when you got
3: raped. <laughs> oh, <Whoa. laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, Taz. He immediately pivots and says what happened with you and heidenreich <laughs> <laughs> The past couple of weeks have been challenging for Michael Cole emotionally. First of all, you Heiden- he touch a <laughs> <laughs> First, go right, ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, First of all, Heidenreich is back, nearly 1 year after Matt Hardy dissed him on pay-per-view. He's aligned himself with Paul Heyman. Heidenreich debuts here or re-debuts, I guess I should say, on a SmackDown by attacking Josh Matthews in the ring. So he's a face by default. <laughs> I mean, he literally hit all his moves on Josh Matthews. Usually, in these segments, it's just like, oh, big punch or kick. But, man, he was hitting, like, choke holds and all these finishing moves. It was it was a sight to behold. Josh Matthews, like, put him over. He sure mm. did. Theodore Arlong has fined Paul Heyman for these yeah. actions and any egregious future actions that Heidenreich may commit. Paul, for reasons that escape me, disses Michael Cole in a backstage promo, calling him metrosexual. And Michael Cole says, hey, 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 Paul, I'm not, I'm not a fighter, but I can whip you any day. So Paul Heyman comes out to address Michael when he inadvertently finds himself in an impromptu match with Funaki.
4: Oh, good. God. Metrosexual. That's just like a term. <laughs> just, that was very early 2000s. <laughs>
3: Yep, and I mean, you can picture it. I mean, Michael Cole fits that bill. Frosted tips, you know, uh, tight shirts. Very clean cut. Looks like they could fit into NSYNC.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: You're all I ever wanted.
5: Sorry. You're all I ever
3: needed. I I need. This is short-lived as Heidenreich storms the ring and attacks Funaki. He chases after Michael Cole, but he is uh, able to narrowly escape. So, fast forward one week, and Heinrich abducts Michael Cole in an infamous segment. He brings him into an enclosed room in the back, and it looks like, uh, well, he's raping Michael Cole.
4: (laughs) Yes, no other really way to put it.
3: (laughs) But the big plot twist is he uh, isn't raping Cole. He's reciting poems to him. So, there you go.
1: Because Cole didn't say no. (laughs) Oh, That's yucky.
3: Michael Cole says he doesn't want to talk about that, and, uh, I mean, that's reasonable to me.
1: No, seriously, Cole, tell him about what it was like when he had you pinned up against the wall there in the bathroom, and there was no one to help you except for the cameraman, who (laughs) for
4: some reason wouldn't do anything. Hey, I had no call that like we were there, we could have stopped it, and we're putting it on TV for everyone's entertainment, and you're very traumatized. Well, why don't you tell us about it? <laughs> well, if you don't want to talk about it, SmackDown's brought to you
3: by Forcible Entry on, <laughs> on CD.
1: Speech <laughs> oh, <no! laughs> <featuring> reichs theme. <laughs>
3: 12 times in a row. Oh, man. So, Michael Cole, he doesn't want to talk about all that. He wants to talk about being wild, like the wild start to SmackDown. And there's no SmackDown wrestler more wild than Mick Foley.
1: You know what was wild, Michael? When you got bunged in the bathroom.
4: Oh, jeez. <laughs> 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 Leave him alone. He's a sweet boy. It's like the only SmackDown thing they keep bringing up. is like, yeah, whenever uh, Michael Cole got sexually assaulted by <laughs> heart <of> that, <laughs>
5: Remember, when I came (laughs) back in 2002, Heidenreich was talking about what he was going to do to Michael Cole in the bathroom. Who was that,
3: Kane? (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yes.
3: (laughs) What he was going to do to his Michael (laughs) Cole. No! Hey, Heidenreich, you're pretty cool. (laughs) If you know what I mean, brother.
1: (laughs) Hey, I heard he likes sticking things to people's butts. So I got together with my brother, and I figured, hey, it's me, the Freakzilla. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Scott Steiner has returned. Me and I, I gotta be a tag team and show Michael Cole what happens where the goose goes.
3: Oh, gosh. Get out of here, Scott.
1: Gumbshonies.
3: <laughs> Mick Foley shares some of his favorite SmackDown memories, including a promo where the Rock's sunglasses fell off.
4: That was so good. That was funny. That was really well, good. Rock, thanks you. It was so... Like, I laughed really hard at that Mm -hmm. line. You know, this one, I really like this memory, but like all of them. That's what I liked about the show. Just all interspersed throughout. They're a lot of fun little memories.
3: His other favorite memory was the time Mankind transformed into Cactus Jack to the build-up of Royal Rumble 2000, which is an all-time moment. It's good stuff. He's like, well, Mankind cannot beat Triple H, but... There is somebody who can and his name is Cactus Jack. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That was cool. And a great match, man. Royal Rumble two thousand. Word. Maybe, maybe we should review that show. Uh, maybe. Or maybe, maybe. not, because we're ruthless. We're ruthless aggression. We're not attitude error.
4: Oh, come on now. Come on. <laughs> maybe for our patrons. <clears throat> Smash that like.
6: Rest that. in patreon.com slash big uh, ruthless aggression. <laughs> Aripod. <you, bud? clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> we slash cut back. Big titties. <laughs>
1: slash big old titties. Oh, don't
3: do that. We cut backstage to Billy Kidman taking his ball and going home. Oh, but Shaving his balls Manscaped Theodore Arlong stops him and says He doesn't want a quitter on his roster He booked the match Between Kidman and London for the 5th anniversary Smackdown because he knew everyone Wanted to see it So he's making the match happen At no mercy and if Kidman tries to Show up and walk out again he will Be fired which is completely Reasonable Which also seems to be part of his Plan
5: what, like, yeah. Well, if they just, if they fire me, then whatever.
3: We cut backstage to Rey Mysterio and Spike Dudley. And, uh,
4: <clears throat> Josh Matthews. Josh Matthews. Ah, oh, man, that guy is just like a plank of wood. Say <laughs> <laughs> so the, the only good part about Josh, Josh Matthews so far is just like how often he changes up his boy band look and he seems to make fun of. Very easy to make fun
3: of. It's fun to bully him.
4: <laughs> cyber bully, I guess, let's, in this case. Let's cyber bully Josh Matthews. Josh Matthews,
5: you should go re-film the Tim White segments,
3: but switch the roles. Ooh. Rest in peace, Tim White. Spike recalls how he humiliated Rey Mysterio and how it attained him the Cruiserweight Championship. And hey, he's pretty proud of the road he's taken to become the boss. And I ain't talking about Sasha Banks or Bruce Springsteen, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Ray says he thinks Spike is loco. <laughs> and I ain't talking about Narino's Locos Tacos, folks. Just kidding. Just <laughs>
4: kidding. <laughs> Will you stop? <laughs>
3: Uh and uh Ray starts speaking Spanish when Kinzo Pazuki appears behind him in a thick Japanese oh. accent, telling him
1: this, this
3: America boy! We're English! America good! Everywhere's bad Basically. Yeah Keep the change, Obama. Ooh, we can go yeah, go.
4: <laughs> I'll take my guns my liberty my freedom and my money you can keep the change <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's that's
3: uh, Kinzo Pazuki it's it's his new role Kinzo Pazuki
4: <laughs> that a- oh that sounds like cookie. what they'd call him if he joined like the FBI
1: <laughs> hey, I go, let's go down to BJ's and get us a Kinzo Pazuki <laughs> <laughs> they're pretty good but
3: you know all the mode but it's some ice cream on it mmm
4: that's good. Mm. Kenzo Bazooki. You gotta
1: eat that some bitch up for five minutes.
4: Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 no. Ice cream on the side. Now I wanna go to BJ's, man. I'm getting hungry. I'll Start give you, you a BJ. <laughs> banana,
2: oh, banana, no, banana juice! Cold. <laughs> banana juice, Cole! Banana juice!
3: Oh,
5: man, so... My r- kid asked me the other day, we were talking about fruit, like, and we are joking, and I was like, you want some orange juice? And I threw an orange at him. He's like, yeah, he throws a banana. So, oh, it's some banana juice? I'm like,
3: no! <laughs> 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 so Ray smacks him with a microphone and moves along. We cut once more to Ringside, where we see the Phoenix Suns enjoying the show, and then back to Colin Taz, Michael Cole says he spent the past week filling up a notebook of his favorite memories. And Taz
1: says, what, what about you and Heidenreich? No, I'm just kidding. He's like, I bet you got a notebook about the memories of you getting your B-hole touch by oh, Heidenreich. come on, Tay. That didn't happen. He just read poems. <laughs> Taz says, you know you could have just typed it
3: in a computer.
1: I thought that but was he funny. He typed it in your butt. no. Oh.
0: The next match is Spike Dudley taking on Rey Mysterio for the Cruiserweight title. And, uh, sorry, but there's gonna be a little bit of Bubba. A
1: little bit of Bubba.
3: (laughs) (laughs) The match begins with a slugfest between the two men. Mysterio gets Spike in a corner. Ref is distracted with Spike as Bubba tries to sneak in and attack but the uh, seismic effects and uh, the arena's shaking. He can't sneak around. The referee sees him. (laughs) (coughs) Talking about an earthquake on the Richter scale. (laughs) Uh, No, the ref catches him and sends two-thirds of the Dudley's packing, and the crowd come absolutely unglued for it. So now we have a fair and square one-on-one match here. There you go. Ray hits a baseball slide to spike, followed by a senton dive to the outside. Both men bonk heads as we abruptly cut to the commercial. And I think now's a good time to take a commercial break. We'll be right back
1: with more Ruthless Aggression Podcast. No. Nope. Mm Mm-mm.
6: You, get in the van. It's Team Bam versus Team Hawk in Tony Hawk's Underground 2. This time it's not just about skating, it's about mayhem. Tag it, slap it, thrash it, blast it on a totally underground, definitely illegal world destruction tour. Tony Hawk's Underground 2, rated T for team. One, two, three. Now that's what I call music. Volume 16 is here. Twenty of the hottest hits from your favorite superstar artists. Featuring Black Eyed Peas, D12, Jessica Simpson, and And Hoobastank. Now 16 brings you more chart-topping hits, including Switchfoot, Letty Kravitz, and Yellow Card. 16 features 20 of your favorite artists and when you call or order online at now that's music.com you'll receive a cool now beach ball free with paid order
2: the the
6: now that's what i call music is sure to get you moving with hits from beanie man nina sky and chingy 16 is only one call away. On seat, beauty pages, beauty. Now that's what I call music. Volume 16 has all the hits, including Britney Spears, Beyonce, Ready, and P.D. Pablo. Yet now, that's what I call music. Volume 16 and complete your collection today. To order now, that's what I call music volume 16. Call or order online at music.com 1898 plus 495 shipping and handling. Rush delivery available. Call now. There's a new
1: game and it's tearing the streets up. Lace your boots if you think you can keep up. ron panties match with a diva stripped down. Build your character so strong, opponents skip town. But y'all, rookies got a lot to learn. You ain't guaranteed fame, what you get, you earn. It's a school of hard knocks where you pay your dues. Toughness is measured in your black and blues. Starting small-time gyms where the chances are slim. A rock and a leather belt laced with gold trim. The world title, you got the guts to take it. This a cutthroat game, very few make it. You in the weak games, man, this ain't you. This is real-life passion, THQ. The Legends roster stacked with Hall of Famers.
2: Tough enough to beat even polished gamers. A bunch of superstars, SmackDown and Raw. They ready to fight gonna crack down your jaw. I'm
1: your number one choice, man. Your boy is sick. would move so hot, I light up your joystick. Everybody else is lame, dude. They can't see me. I be running the game, too. Day of reckoning's coming. Remember, I told you. Keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Thank you. Read it, T for Teen.
3: Hey, what's everybody's favorite Dusty Rhodes promo? This is mine. That would be my big fat
2: ass.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> Don't give a damn nobody said.
2: That.
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. I think my mine is still... Um, Ot- Otate. <laughs> I, th- I thought I would get a hot tate.
3: <laughs> Spike sends Ray shoulder first into the ring post, then brings him arm first into the post. Double post action by Spike Dudley. Posting around. We get a scoop slam by Spike. He goes up top, but Ray crotches him, damaging the berries. Ooh. Ray then hits a huge super hurricanrana off the top. It's only good for two, though, on the pin. Ooh. Spike goes for a sunset flip, but Ray hits him with a drop kick. Cover good for two. Ray goes for a springboard crossbody, but inadvertently hits the ref. So, he's down. Ray gets slammed down off the top turnbuckle by Spike. Spike goes for the coup de gras. <clears> but, <throat> but, Ray, but Ray gets his feet up and hits Spike in the chin, causing him to stagger to the middle rope in the 619 position. And just as this is happening, Kenzo Pazuki and Renee Snooze Pri come in and interfere. <laughs> oh, boy! Kinzo <laughs> Pazuki hits his finisher on the outside. And he rolls Rey Mysterio in. Spike gets the cover and retains the championship. So uh, I'm going to say thumbs up. I mean, the ending sucked. It is what it is. But the match was a lot of fun. The crowd were very into it. And uh, I understand they're building it the pay-per-view. But it's still lame, the finish. Spike is very underrated. I just want to go out there and say it. Because when people consider Spike Dudley, they remember all the bumps he took. And, like, you know, he was just this ragdoll. But, man, he's a good wrestler. He can cut a great promo, too. Like, you know, he had it. He was just really small.
5: Yeah, uh, at this point, though, I'm, like, I'm just kind of tired of Spike. But this this was a good match. I, I enjoyed it. Tired um, of Spike? Tired of Spike? I'm tired of the whole Dudley gimmick.
4: Like, oh, come <laughs> on. We've <laughs> barely seen Spike Dudley. You, you're just sick of the family by, like, just association.
5: Yeah, he's 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 got the the Dudley stink on him cuz he <laughs> keeps dragging those bat the fat boys out with him. So like, That's fair. I don't fair. wanna see it. That's fair. So he's got that all over him.
4: <laughs> yeah, he he need he need, he needed like a Billy Kidman type refresh.
5: Yeah, if they put if they put him in the Billy Kidman spot, that would have been way better than <laughs>
4: And give him the like, Billy Kidman theme. It's
5: <laughs> <laughs> <Hey-o. laughs> Spike, 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 Spike. Thumbs, thumbs, middle pointed up.
4: Yeah, I, I, I have to say, for me, it's thumbs up. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Every time I see Spike, I'm always entertained. He's just one of those guys that, like, watched him through his discretion stuff and going back and watching older footage of him. Like, I always, I always notice him. I always appreciate him, and I always think, man, this guy's better than I ever remember. But, you know, he's tiny, so I guess these gets forgotten about. Well, I guess he gets forgotten about because he's the tiniest of the Dudleys, and the other two Dudleys are pretty big boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought they did well. The ending was kind of, you know, it is what it is. But, you know, it's, uh, I, I enjoyed it. I give it a, a soft thumbs up.
3: After the match, Kinzo Pazuki and Renee's News Pre continue the attack when Rob Ooh. Van Dam comes to make the save. He cleans house and saves his buddy. We got to a promo for a press conference for WrestleMania 21. The one where WrestleMania goes Hollywood. You guys excited for WrestleMania 21?
4: Yes. Yeah. I don't, I'm not sure if I've ever actually sat down and watched WrestleMania 21 all the way through, to be real I with you. I, I, I just remember it because the video game.
3: <laughs> oh, you That's guys a- haven't seen it? Oh, Oh, there are some some great surprises that I can't wait to get to. Uh, I I rented this on like three-disc DVD back in the day, and I thoroughly enjoyed that show. So I'm excited to get to it. 2005, I think, on paper is a great year. But I I know we've said this before with 04, but... Mm -hmm. On paper. On on paper, for sure. I have high hopes. Michael Cole and taz cut back to remind us of a SmackDown memory of Stephanie McMahon. And her favorite SmackDown memory is when she slapped her mom.
5: My favorite thing I remember is slapping the shit
4: out of my mom. Slapping <laughs> my mom and Kurt Angle giving me the business.
3: You know, the same woman who stood in her corner when her father was beating her down in the first ever, and likely last ever, father versus daughter match.
4: <laughs> That's so dumb.
3: And yeah, her other favorite memory was when she got knocked unconscious and kissed by Kurt Angle. And uh, she called him the worst kisser in the world, but probably only because she had to appease Nipple H. Only because her... Never mind. <laughs> I mean, Triple H was insecure about Kurt Angle, so I wouldn't put it past Say I got a little tiny
4: wiener. No!
3: During the break, we discover Theodore R. Long made a match pitting the tag champs against RVD and Rey Mysterio at no mercy for the tag team titles. So that sounds pretty cool, huh? What do you think, guys? Huh? We cut back to Michael Cole and Taz. Taz once again insists that Cole tell everyone what happened
1: last week with Heidenreich. Hey, tell me, does Heidenreich have a foot thing too, or did he just want to play with your ding a <laughs>
3: Cole again insists he doesn't want to talk about it because it was an emotional week. Like, come on, Taz, lay off. And uh, I, I mean, I think that's completely reasonable. But Taz unreasonably says,
1: "Well, let's show the people at home exactly
3: what."
4: Happened. <laughs> hey, hey, we Cole, have
1: footage. Take a look at the footage. Tell me where. You, tell me the point of insertion.
4: Hey, it's admissible as evidence in court. Come on, let's look at it. <laughs>
1: And uh, we see what happens. Uh, Taz is a horrible friend. (laughs) Hey, Hey Cole, show me on the WWE action figure where I can break touch. Oh, God. Available now (laughs) at Toys R Us.
3: (laughs) You just know that Vince was dying at all this in the back. (laughs) Ha 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 Mikey. Hydenwright gave forcible uh, intrigue to Michael. The, the best the funniest part about
5: it is like we'll get to it, but he, he throws himself in front of it too, just so he can say, see, it's not just Michael, I do it. I'm doing it to myself too.
3: Right. Hyde and Wright I'm doing it to others too. Hey, no. Dude, that's just hide and wrong. Get out of here. No, boo. <laughs> oh, come on, folks. Oh, come on, folks. JR, you're not safe. Even on the SmackDown shows, you're not safe. Oh, gosh. I think I think Jim Ross better be glad he wasn't on SmackDown for Heidenreich because he would have been on one
2: ticket. <laughs>
3: You squeal like a big Wee! Oh, I can the, see it
5: now. The differences between the differences, like, they would have actually shown, like, and and here and, and here's the actual moment where they made Jim Ross Heidenreich's girlfriend.
3: <laughs> 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 Did you see that? Did you see how it works? That's funny, pal. Oh, man. It's, gosh, Jim Ross. Oh, my gosh. No wonder he's so jaded and bitter. hmm <laughs> Uh, So yeah, we see exactly what happens, but uh, then it pans to Heidenreich walking backstage and Michael Cole's like, I gotta get out of here! (laughs) And Taz is like, no, it'll be okay, sit down. (laughs) Just
5: like last time, it'll be okay, I'll
3: protect you this
5: time. Taz
3: is horrible! But luckily for Michael Cole, Heidenreich instead enters the office of Mr. McMahon.
4: It is Undertaker taking on Viscera. Ending. Yeah. So Big Daddy V is officially in the timeline.
3: Yay, Viscera's here. <laughs>
6: <laughs> Visera, run.
3: Now, this one's a funny one for me, and I, I need to tell everyone this story because I've alluded to it on the podcast, but I've never fully told it. So here we go. When I was first getting into wrestling, like in second grade, all I knew about Mm -hmm. wrestling was what I saw every week. And from the videos I rented of like past events, like WrestleMania 18, stuff like that. So I discovered No Mercy for the Nintendo 64, and I played that game for hours on end. I mean, I love that game. I still do. It's unquestionably Mm -hmm. the greatest wrestling game ever made. And if you disagree, you're wrong!
4: Or are you just like, no, uh, here comes the pain better.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much the the two that everyone say, <laughs> me personally, I think uh two k fifteen is the grand game. <laughs> oh shut up wow. <laughs> um,
5: um, fifty four is the greatest game
3: now that being said, I'll never forget playing a Royal Rumble match, having a grand time when one wrestler in particular came out to uh compete Viscera. <laughs> And I was scarred, scared immensely. Uh, Props to THQ and Aki. Like, they made this in hindsight, like this lower mid card wrestler, nightmare fuel for me. Because, like, it when you play awful. the Royal Rumble, it zooms in on the face, right? And everybody looks kind of wacky and mm-hmm. silly. But Visra mm-hmm. was terrifying to a and second grader. And Draws. Oh, yeah. Also. <laughs>
5: He was also <laughs> he was also in a diaper. So here comes the hinged man with, like, a tattoo on his forehead. And, you know,
4: we're seven, so we're not used to this yet.
3: Right.
4: Freaking, yeah, I, I actually, I, I agree with you. I just distinctly remember when I was younger, just, uh, Viscera, creep me the crap out. Like, I, I hadn't seen enough of him to really get him. I just saw his big, weird eyes and all the darkness. I don't know. It weirded me out. <laughs> I just, I honestly, I bet you, uh, No Mercy played a big part in it as well. So I share your <laughs> weird, weird PTSD. I feel like a lot of people did, and like um, uh, something about the black lipsticks, the
3: white out, con- uh, uh, the white out contact lenses, and the, and the uh, yellow mohawk. Man, the dude was terrifying. Yeah, and this like leathery, well, in hindsight, trash bag looking <laughs> outfit. <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah. Um, but, man, he was, sc- he was scary to me. Like, huge man. Um, he was a big old boy. And so, like, a big boy. I remember avoiding Viscera, like, the plague when I played No Mercy. Like, if I even got a glimpse of him, it would terrify me. And, like, whenever I, like, rented a WWF VHS that I really wanted to rent, but it had Viscera on it, I made sure that I fast-forwarded it or that I left it playing. And listen for it to be over, so I wouldn't see Viscera. <laughs> <laughs>
4: wow! I was. I was going to say, what, what a Viscera's uh, theme was just like they just did like a big flash to like a zoom of his face, kind of like they did with the Fiend. Oh gosh! yeah. <laughs>
3: I say all this to say, imagine the horror that came over me as I see a returning Viscera come to attack the Undertaker.
6: (laughs) No! Like, don't worry, Levi, I'll protect you.
3: (laughs) Now, now at this point, I'm like two years older, so I'll admit, I I was a little spooked, but I put on a big boy face and I watched him from (laughs) here on out directly. And, you know, he was actually on Memphis Wrestling as King Mabel. Mm-hmm. So I was seeing him every week. He wasn't like in the same outfit. Like he didn't have the mohawk and he didn't have the lenses. Oh, he looked normal. He looked like a normal guy. But um, man, I was like, wait, that's not, that's not. Nabel was a third man. Oh gosh. No, he wasn't.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and
5: so it wasn't could so you, bad. Could you imagine, could you imagine if the third man in the NWO was freaking viscera? <sighs>
3: WCW would have went out of business that day.
4: <laughs> what if he like ran out and then like tripped and started rolling over himself, like Sonic the Hedgehog or something?
3: <laughs>
4: he comes running out and just go, does a full Titus O'Neil slide.
3: <clears throat> no, it's more like he the... hits the ring and it just just <laughs> <laughs> uproots like it's SummerSlam. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, what do you guys make of the uh, two members of the Ministry making their return here, Gangrel and Viscera
4: love it's Yeah, it's always nice seeing him. And Viscera it's just he's an oddity. He's never a guy that you're like, I love him. But he's on TV, <laughs> everybody you can help to the watch because he's. <laughs> still. Oh, oh, shut oh, God, oh shut up. up. <laughs> God, you and your ICP always whooping and whooping wearing the face paint Levi. Am I Fago? I should open a Fago. great. I'm like, "Hey Levi, are you drinking Pepsi Blue? Wait a minute, Rip, that's just Fago." You're a liar.
3: I never heard about ICP so much until I met Kyle. Let me just say that.
6: <coughs>
3: I,
4: I never listened to it much. <laughs> it's funny to talk about.
3: Shout out to Superhuman, though. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. But yeah, so go ahead. What do you
4: guys think? He's an oddity. Uh, I don't know. Somebody cut me off. I couldn't Ooh. help
3: it. I'm sorry.
4: Nah, it, it's just fun. I'm just saying it's just fun to see them both. You know, even though Visser is a big, weird guy, it's like I don't really love him, hate him. Every time I see him, I'm just, I got to watch. It's a giant, weird-looking fat guy. Giant,
5: weird-looking fat guy and a guy that spits blood all over the place. <laughs> what more could you want? <laughs> what more could you ask for? Honestly, though. So maybe some puppies.
4: Well, yeah. Those are
3: coming. Oh, oh yeah i can't <laughs> Me too,
4: jr no oh
3: is it 2007 speaking of cole hey when heidenreich had you in the bed never mind <laughs> <laughs> so Gangrel and viscera have returned to wwe because jbl has bought them out to take out their former leader the undertaker which is kind of weird because <laughs> aren't yeah. they supposed to be like dead I just assume... Aren't they supposed to be, like, mind-controlled?
5: Like, the Undertaker would just be like, Don't attack me. And they'd be like, Oh, we shouldn't.
3: I assume that Gangrel lives in a castle and sleeps in a casket. And that Viscera, like... I don't know. Sleeps in a grave. I don't know. (laughs) I just assume they have no need for money.
5: I love that his name is Viscera, because I just think about, like, guts every time I, I hear Viscera. I just think about, like, a pile of guts. Yes. <clears throat> and that's what he is when he does the, the splash. A pile of
3: guts. And fat! <laughs> <laughs> He's fat, JR! <laughs> uh, so JBL set up an ambush that saw these two dudes make their return to pave the way for a big beatdown on the dead man. But now they must face the music in a handicap match. <gasps> as JBL watches from his sunroof, we are underway. Undertaker takes out Gangrel with a clothesline. He throws soup bones to Big Vis as Gangrel tries to attack from behind. Big Vis. But Undertaker dodges, and Gangrel inadvertently hits Viscera. It's so fun to say the names of like past wrestlers that like come back.
2: Mm hmm. just it got, is. I just
3: want to say. Big Boot takes out both men. Undertaker works the arm of Gang Burrell and hits old OH! He shoes Orlando Jordan off the apron when Big Vis hits a splash on The Undertaker. Big Viz?
1: Hey, wait, that's his name, Big Viz. Hey, oh, yo, how you doing? It's me, Big Vis. How you doing? <laughs> they call me Big Gutty, you know what I mean? They call me They call me Sean Gutty. They call me fat. <laughs> big Show, calm down.
3: No, wait. Do you think Vince McMahon was trying to decide a name for Viscera like as a dead person and was like, mm, you got a big gut? Why don't we name you Viscera? Honestly, probably. Oh, on, Viz. That's Big Show's voice. I don't know what Viscera <laughs> sounds like.
4: <laughs> Hi there, I'm Viscera. <laughs>
3: I don't know what it sounds like either. I don't remember
5: him saying much so anything. If I if I can imagine his voice, if we're oh, wait, about wait, the wait. no
4: mercy face, the world's hands.
3: largest love machine, Visera so Henry. So
5: if I, if I can imagine Viscera, right,
2: mm-hmm.
5: think about his no mercy face, and it kind of looked he had looked like he had a split in his teeth. So I always imagined Visera had a lisp. He'd be like, "I'm here to." Th- up you Undertaker.
3: I could see that. I could see that. Maybe slam like you to the mat. maybe like aggressively like rolling his tongue like you can't prepare for viscera Give Big Daddy V a kiss. <laughs> Kissera. Man, put the title on Viscera. Come on. Do it, you cowards.
4: Just give Big Vis a big kiss.
3: So Undertaker, he shoes off Orlando Jordan off the apron, and Viscera hits a splash on Undertaker. He follows this up with a two-handed sit-down choke slam on the Undertaker, followed by an elbow by Gangrel. Viscera hits a big splash on Undertaker, but only good for two on the pin. Man, that really speaks to the tenacity of the Undertaker. Viscera goes up for another splash, but Undertaker sits up, causing Viscera to belly flop on the canvas.
5: That that takes a while for him to get back up, so <clears throat> that's the reason there's a, a handicap, a tornado handicap match.
3: <laughs> it's, it's basically coming off the top rope, or yeah, the top rope for him. It's a <laughs> high risk, high reward. So
5: You'll when he lands,
3: Undertaker dodges an attack from Gangrel and hits a huge flying clothesline. JBL is now standing on the roof of his limo. Urgh. Taker hits big running shots to each man in opposite corners. We get a running DDT to Viscera. Taker then hits Snake Eyes to Gangrel, followed by a big boot. Undertaker hits the tombstone on Gangrel, and that's it. Undertaker wins. The, the jumping tombstone, not just the tombstone. Jake, what do you think about this match? I liked it. I mean,
5: we <clears throat> you got the nostalgia pop early, so you were you were happy with those guys. Then after a while, you got to see the Undertaker do his thing and move the feud along. He's got a Undertaker has to go through his trials to to get to JBL. So. Yeah, it was it was fine it was good enough i mean it wasn't it wasn't a memory that would stand the test of time but uh you know same same sort of deal gently pointing up
4: yeah i'd have, i'd have to say like kind of like thumbs middle pointing up you know kind of soft uh for what it was just a big dumb brawl just seeing some cool old dudes me slapping each other, beating each other, beating, you know see you have a vicious, big, teeny slopping everywhere. <laughs> I wish <laughs> it's jam. fun. Continues the story between uh, Taker and JBL. You know, it's fine. It's fun. Uh, I enjoyed my time. So yeah, thumbs middle, kind of twin towards up.
3: I say thumbs up. It was fun to see Undertaker squash the evil dudes, and Dude. they barely got in any offense. But props to both dudes. They made the most of it. You know, I mm-hmm. think I think this alongside Viscer's work in Memphis at the time helped him. To work his way back on the main TV. I mean, after this, it's like uh, maybe like a month or two. Viscera will appear on Raw and uh, mix it up with people on Raw. So props to him. Gangrel, well, leave the memories alone. I think he makes one more appearance in the timeline in like 07.
4: But that's really about it. To round in our hearts. Gangrel's like the wrestler, like. Everybody just, just nobody hates him. Everybody just likes, likes him. <laughs> He's just always there. All reliable. He always gets a pop if you bring him out.
3: So after the match, Undertaker hits a choke slam on Viscera. And props to him. He got up pretty good for a man his size. Which. You could almost fit a matchbook under his feet on his way up. <laughs> 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 it's going to
4: make Undertaker throw his back out
3: Hey, I want to give props to Viscera And this has landed Viscera with the Pepsi Blue Splash of the Night
6: And now it's time for the Pepsi Blue Splash of the Night got-
3: I guess it's fair uh, So Undertaker hits a chokeslam on Viscera And uh, after that, he grabs a chair and puts the head of it on Viscera's throat And hits his guillotine chair finisher and uh, I'm noted on the podcast when I say it makes me sad when a very fat wrestler gets choked and uh, something about it makes me sad for them. So I
4: felt sad for Viscera in this. he can't eat. <laughs> I don't know man,
1: I think uh
3: especially there's, since there's
4: he's just more especially that thing coming down there's just more chins to hurt. <laughs> I
3: don't
4: know, especially since he's dead too. So his yelp
3: he <laughs> he yelps when Undertaker puts, salt, puts it on his throat. So I don't know, It made me very sad. Pretty he sad. goes,
1: No, oh, please, I'm a Big old fat boy. I wanna live. <laughs> Ric Flair. No, no, get out of here. Ric
3: Flair, My who will be
1: matches today, please.
3: Ric Flair's oh, yeah. wrestling his last match today. Oh. As of this recording. So uh Undertaker then holds up four fingers and then takes two of them down and points at Orlando Jordan and does the throat cut motion. So uh, he's next, like Goldberg would say we cut backstage to mr mcmahon and heidenreich not much going on here heidenreich recites a poem to mr mcmahon and mr mcmahon says thank you and that's it the end basically what did you guys think of heidenreich's poem to mr mcmahon
4: sucky (laughs) yep <laughs> I don't know what else, there's not much to say about it So It's, it's
3: Heidenreich <laughs> So Kyle, I'm about to send you a transcript And I want you to read the Heidenreich No, I'm just kidding
2: <laughs> <laughs> No <laughs> Like hell no <laughs>
6: <laughs> are you ready to get hats? Cause it's Toy Wilson versus Don Marie And it's schoolgirl magic
3: <laughs> Usually, I would cut this to the official diva inspector Of the Ruthless Aggression Podcast But I just couldn't resist When I found out who was in this match May Young and Fabulous Moolah Returning to the blue brand here Theodore Arlong comes out Before the original singles match is to begin and he says they'll now be teaming up because how can you have a schoolgirl match without the old school? <laughs> <laughs> so out come the dinosaurs, uh, Mae Young and Fabulous Moolah. I believe this is the first time we've seen May since Bad Blood 2003 in the pie eating contest. Oh, God. Which we get another one
4: tonight. <laughs> oh,
3: my God. Theodore calls for a little Crisco from the old ladies, gets some kisses, and he dances with them. So, um, holla holla holla. <laughs> Holler. May and Don start the match with a lockup, which transitions into May grabbing the buttocks of referee Jimmy Corderas. Hee <laughs> hee! <laughs> it's an old lady gross. Don calls for a test of strength, and it looks like they're dancing with each other. <laughs> Don tags out. May kicks Tori right in the ladyberries. Oh, in the oh, labia.
2: <laughs> oh, <God>.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought you were going to say. This oh, is a family God. show. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. scientific. It looks like May is about to hit a spagingo. Oh. But Tori attempts to pin, and uh, oh. May literally sits on her face and starts... <coughs> <clears throat> smearing her crotch all over Tori's
4: face. That was Levi about to throw up thinking about it.
3: I don't even uh, want to fathom the smells that were smelled on that day. Uh. <laughs> you guys made the same noise. <laughs> oh, man. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. That's awful. I admit, though, I laughed. I, I did laugh. And as the ref
4: counts, he holds his nose. <laughs> but I, I smells like stinky old vagina. <laughs>
3: Uh, but Tori kicks out. May whips Tori in the corner and hits a Bronco Buster dealing more pelvic damage. Tori hurriedly tags out, as does May. Mula starts ripping off the clothes of Don Marie, although I don't think that's the objective of this match. <laughs> uh, <laughs> May gets under while Mula pushes Don down and that's enough for the three count. <laughs> Kyle, what do you think about this match as the official Diva Ruthless Aggression Inspector?
4: Thumbs down. <laughs> what thumbs down? I don't know. I don't care for any of this crap. <laughs> I don't know. This it's just too stupid. It's like, haha, the May Young and uh, the other one—they're just so old. Isn't that funny? It's like always the same joke.
5: <laughs> yeah, I. This is kind of where the show took a turn for me. Like I was enjoying myself kind of up until this point, and it seemed like. It seemed like they wanted a let-me-up match, but they didn't really have a lot to let-me-up from, so I just kind of lost interest. Uh, like Thumbs down for me, too, honestly.
3: Wow, I'm, I said thumbs up strictly because I laughed the whole time. Like, it was so dumb, mm-hmm. but it, it's also indicative of how they view women's wrestling. But it made me laugh, I can't lie. I laughed.
4: Of course you did, Levi. <laughs> it worked. You're so, imma- you're so immature.
3: Mature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you going to do? We then cut to stone-cold Steve Austin wearing a mustache. Looking
4: kind of drunk.
1: <laughs> he I shared... what's going on. When well, I'm talking about the time I drank way too much beer and then I peed myself while I was in the middle of the ring wrestling... Oh, gosh. Was it Funaki? Or was it that other fella? Tacky Mickey No-Shoe. <laughs> Mickey, Mickey No-Shoes is what I called him. Anyway, I had a couple beers and... Uh, he, he went for that Mickey no-shoes driver, and I, 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 I pissed myself right in the middle of the ring. That was my favorite, my favorite SmackDown memory.
3: Thanks, Steve. But no, St- Stone Cold's favorite memories are, uh, the first one was when they had the tribute to the troops, and Stone Cold was Santa Claus, and he stunned Vince McMahon in Iraq. <laughs> and the other was when he sang to Vince McMahon on the guitar. We cut to John Cena on top of a production truck. He shares a SmackDown rific rap, and uh, there's unfortunately no transcript, and I didn't feel like making one. So all you got to know is he called The Rock his friend, which I think will come into question in like seven years from that point.
4: <laughs> yeah, it, it was. It wasn't his best rap. It was. It was okay. Just very like, haha, These guys pandery, but you know. 5th anniversary show, what well, you do?
3: Right, he shows Smackdown some mad props while quoting The Rock, Stone Cold, and Vince McMahon. We then get the match card for No Mercy when Kurt Angle interrupts things.
0: Drive off into the sunset and then be the WWE kid. Excuse me. Let me have your attention. No, no, in fact, I demand your attention. I don't understand something. I've been the number one star on SmackDown from the very beginning. Undertaker, Rock, Guerrero, Austin, Benoit, Triple H. I've beaten them all right here on SmackDown. And yet for some reason, I was not asked to share my favorite SmackDown moments. I wasn't asked about my 60 minute Iron Man match, or winning the WCW title. Or the time I kissed Stephanie McMahon. Well, I provided more classic moments for this show than anyone. And yet, once again, Kurt Angle is taken for granted. Well, it's a disgrace. But you know what? There's an even bigger disgrace here tonight a seven foot, 500 pound disgrace, and his name is The Big Show. This is a man who threw me off a balcony, who almost ended my career, and last week, signed his name on a contract to fight me at no mercy. Did you think you were embarrassing me, Big Show? Fact is, you have no idea what you just signed yourself up for. I'm the biggest star this show has ever seen, or ever will see. And if I'm not gonna be asked about my favorite SmackDown moments, then tonight I have no choice but to provide a SmackDown moment. A moment that no one will ever forget.
3: He says it's a disgrace that he wasn't asked his favorite moments in SmackDown history. He also calls Big Show a disgrace for almost ending his career, which is completely reasonable. He says if no one wants to ask his favorite memory of SmackDown, then he has no choice but to make a SmackDown moment. One that no one will ever forget. We got to Hulk Hogan to share his favorite SmackDown memories.
1: I lifted Andre the Giant over my head in the the tequila dome, brother.
3: (laughs) (laughs) His favorite was on the 4th of July in 02, entering the Real American, teaming with Edge to win the tag team titles. He said, being a Real American is back, dude. It's cool to be American again. Cool,
1: dude. And now it's time for the (laughs) main event (laughs) of the evening.
2: No closer. No matter how far I go. My car is stolen. No registration. Cops patrolling. And that it stop me and I get
1: locked up. They won't let me out. They won't let me out. Locked up. They won't let me out. No.
0: Your main event.
6: <laughs> it's Eddie Guerrero <laughs> and Big <Mick laughs> Show taking We're on Kurt Angle and... Uh,
1: <laughs> well, why
3: we here now? <laughs> <laughs> Several weeks ago, Theodore Arlong announced he had re-signed a talent to the SmackDown roster. That superstar was none other than Big Show, who willingly put his job on the line in a match against Eddie several months ago. So, I guess we're just glossing over that fact. His job back pending anger management classes per Theodore Long to Tori Wilson. (laughs) Because she's like, what the heck, man? He's crazy. He demonstrated his anger management by returning to SmackDown two weeks early and obliterating the entire roster during a Lumberjack match with Eddie and Kurt. Yeah, that dude's got it under control, doesn't he? Big Show recently signed a match for No Mercy against Kurt Angle after nearly killing him back in April. So what do you guys think of the Big Show returning? Have you seen the famous clip where he destroys the entire SmackDown roster by himself? No. Mm -mm. Well, all you need to do is literally YouTube (laughs) heart-stopping WWE moments. I think that's what it's called.
4: Oh, my gosh. It's like one of the famous, like... Compilation clips. Is it truly heart-stopping, Levi?
3: Well, mine stopped for a second, but... I mean, it may or (laughs) may not be related. (laughs) (laughs) We begin with Kurt and Eddie, but Eddie tags to Big Show when Kurt tags to Luther, Don't Call Me Roman Reigns. Big Show shoves down Luther, and Kurt distracts, allowing Luther to gain the advantage. He throws punches at Big Show... He attempts a clothesline, but Big Show doesn't budge. Big Show responds with a gigantic hip toss. Big Show tags out to Eddie, who throws punches to Luther. Don't call me Roman Reigns. Both men enter a slugfest. Eddie does his version of flip-flop and fly, but with shimmies. Eddie hits three amigos, whilst telling Kurt to kiss his honey on the third one. Oh. Kurt takes Umbridge and breaks up the pin. Luther, don't call me Roman Reigns. Tags to Kurt. Eddie hits a drop toe hold on Kurt. Eddie drops down, causing Kurt to run towards the Big Show, which spooks Kurt Angle. And Eddie rolls up Kurt for a two count. Then Big Show awesomely scoop slams Kurt while he's still on the apron. I thought that was a great move. Some goodness. That was pretty juicy. Eddie hits a helo on Kurt, only good for two. Luther tags back in, he throws punches to Eddie, Eddie hits a back suplex on him, and Luther tags out to Kurt. Kurt with a great looking belly to belly, he goes for the angle slam, but Eddie reverses into an arm drag, followed by a drop kick.
1: And then we get a high tag to the Big Show.
3: Well, uh, big Show with a big boot to Luther, he dumps Kurt to the outside, He winds up the chokeslam, twirling his wrist like he's Hulk Hogan listening to the crowd. (laughs) I love that. It was so funny. We get a big chokeslam to Luther with Big Show dropping to his knees on the delivery. Big Show directs Eddie to go up uh, for the frog splash on top of Big Show's shoulders, but Kurt knocks Eddie off and then we cut to a commercial. We're back with Eddie and a Half Crab by Kurt. Kurt gets Eddie in the ankle lock, but Eddie shoves off. He tries again, but Eddie reverses into an ankle lock of his own. Kurt tags out to Luther Reigns. He whips Eddie, but Eddie hits him with a huge dropkick, and then we get another hot tag to the Big Show. <laughs> Big Show takes down.
6: Big both. Show is on fire.
3: <laughs> Big Show takes down both men with clotheslines. Scoop slams to both men. He whips both men into the corner charges up like a choo-choo train (laughs) and splashes... A-Train's gimmick. (laughs) Ah, miss A-Train. And splashes both men. Sidewalk slam to Kurt from show. They try again to do their shoulder frog splash, and this time, they're successful. Eddie goes for the cover as Mark Gentrag breaks up the pin. Eddie and Big Show win by
4: disqualification. Kyle, what would you think about this match? Man, <laughs> I mean, everything's good. Disqualifications that bother me too much. But <laughs> it's just because I'm just thinking of what comes after this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but overall, you know, not bad. Good stuff back and forth. You got Eddie, you got Kurt. Even Big Show giving it his all. Luther Reigns exists, but <laughs> whatever. It's to serve the purpose of what happens next. And I just want to get to it. So thumbs up for me. Whatever. It's
5: fine. Just get us to the next part. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm going to say thumbs middle pointed towards up. Another day, another screwy finish in WWE. 2004 is truly the year of the heel. Mm-hmm. We're not allowed so to have fun. Break. We're not allowed to have fun. <laughs> I was having a great time seeing Big Show and Eddie lay hands to Curtin and Luther. Don't call me Roman Reigns. <laughs> but no, Mark Gentrack is here to ruin it all.
4: Okay,
1: but I'll, I'll
3: say...
4: say- <laughs> i'll say like i know was gonna
1: be an evolution
4: it's like i i know like the scree finish and everything afterwards like if you just look at it in terms of what it actually serves is dumb as hell but <laughs> i don't know i had a lot of fun with the end of this i was just smiling the whole freaking time same
3: and i didn't realize upon watching this that this happened on this smackdown i thought this moment came later but eddie's taken out on the outside and we see kurt angle bring in his gun case and it's a tranquilizer gun <laughs>
4: So weird. <laughs> you no, know, it's it's funny. You say you forgot you didn't know this was this episode. Not only did I know, know that, but like I had n- I had heard of this moment for a forever, but had never watched it in full.
3: <laughs> oh, you're lucky then. You're lucky to see Very that. Very satisfying. Yes. As Luther and Mark are laying hands to Big Show, Kurt is loading up his gun. <laughs> and Big Show gets both men goozled. And Kurt Angle shoots Big Show like he's Harambe in the Cincinnati Zoo with a tranquilizer oh, dart. I <laughs> didn't use a tranquilizer on her arm, but he did. <laughs> Big Show begins to fade, and he's staggering all over the ring. He makes a last-ditch effort to goozle Kurt, but folds to the mat. He's blacked out. We see Mark Gentrack run to the back, and he's come back with scissors and trimmers. Now, for those who don't know, Big Show had grown out his hair in the months he'd been away, so it's kind of long at this point. They begin cutting his hair with comedically large scissors. (laughs) Kurt then starts cutting it all with some electric trimmers and, uh, well, Big Show has apparently lost the big shave my head match. Smackdown ends with Michael Cole in the call. Kurt Angle is raping Big Show of his dignity. (laughs) Good God. That line was something else. Yes. What did you guys think of the time Big Show
4: lost his hair? (laughs) (laughs) It's like Shawn Michaels and the Smile Big Show in the hair. It's both big moments. <laughs> I don't know. Like like I said, I just thought that was hilarious. <laughs> it's it's like it's dumb as hell. All this stupid over the top crap leading to just getting his hair cut. but just the fact that he's put down like an animal and stumbling. Like he did a good job flopping and stumbling around. Ah, goodness.
5: It was it was silly fun. Um, it this at least they did it right you know they they did the hair cutting right they started with the scissors they got most of it out of the way and then they actually got some scissor or some trimmers that you plug in um, cuz a lot of the times they they don't get the right kind of trimmers and they bog down and they end up hurting the guy that they're trying mm-hmm. to cut like like uh, most recently i know we don't like to bring in modern stuff but when santana got his hair cut like Ugh. they did a terrible job uh, of, of doing that and all they needed to do was watch this if they had watched yep. this, they would have known exactly how to do it. Yep, um, you get
4: some barber shears and an extension cord, guys. Yep. <laughs> that's what you gotta do.
5: Because if you've got a guy down, it doesn't matter how long it takes. And you can milk that too, like, oh look, we plugged it in. Yeah. Okay.
1: And yeah. <laughs> everybody, look, I plugged it in. Uh, aren't I Ooh. a bad guy? Okay, now I'm gonna turn it on.
5: Yeah, you can Bzzz. that's easy. Exactly. I like
3: that you could hear the the buzzers on uh, on the broadcast too.
2: Hmm.
3: Man, I remember seeing this back in the day and just being so like hurt for the big show because you know big shows. He, he's a good guy now, so it's like, yay! You're raped what? his dignity. Exactly. There's a lot. Of, yeah. A lot of uh, <clears throat> forcible entry in this episode. <clears throat> um. Unfortunately, and I, I ain't talking about Our Lady Peace, folks. Um.
4: Folks. Folks. But it'd um, be like, oh, Kurt, you know, how do you explain your actions against big show? And he's like, really? He, he tried to murder me and Tori.
3: <laughs> I guess <Right>? that's fair. <laughs> I think, I think even still the big show got the better end of the deal. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that was the SmackDown fifth anniversary special. And this one was kind of fun, but wet farty in some places. What'd you dudes think as yeah. a whole?
4: Yeah. Overall. I, I, I enjoyed it. You know, it's a, uh, anniversary show, so I'm glad they didn't just, like, stink up the whole place too bad. I mean, there's screwy finishes, but, like, maybe it's a since it's SmackDown, it's a shorter show, and, and it's 2004, and my brain is already, like, expecting it to suck. Um, yeah. I'll, I give them leeway. <laughs> but yeah, if you, you want uh, a decent little fun show, yeah. yeah you can do much worse than this, so... Yeah, I
5: mean, it was all right. It, it's definitely better than the pay-per-views we've been watching. I'll say mm-hmm. that much. Oh, yeah, for uh, sure. Like, I was more entertained with this than I was the last three, four pay-per-views we've watched. So mm-hmm. uh, overall, I'll give it a, a thumbs up because I like I, I was entertained more than
3: I wasn't. Yeah, it was a solid It was a solid one. It's one I remember very well because I recorded it on VHS and watched it many times over. Oh, yeah. So I remember this one pretty well, and uh, I enjoyed the rewatch. Um, but again, wet party in some places, namely the, the ending man. It's really it's the year of the heel.
4: I'm tired of the boring yeah. hills that are
3: weird and can't wrestle. And
4: mm-hmm. uh, man. I'm like, ins- I'm very tired of the insane pain cane. <laughs> <laughs> <The> insane pain cane. <laughs>
3: uh. So yeah, that was uh, the SmackDown fifth anniversary. Join us next time as we'll be reviewing No Mercy two thousand four. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh. Yeah. you mercy. want mercy <laughs> there's none here daddy we are void of mercy
3: <laughs> oh, oh gosh okay uh, I think that means it's our cue to wrap it up people so in the meantime while you're waiting on no mercy 04, you can follow us on social media you can follow us on twitter at ruthlesspod tiktok ruthlesspod instagram ruthlessaggressionpodcast facebook and youtube the ruthless aggression podcast Jake and Kyle, where can we follow you jabronis
5: follow me on twitter at uh, crash landis that's crash like you crashed your car and landis like jim landis or uh <clears throat> maybe not anyway yeah find me there uh i usually talk about wrestling and silly things and th- today i've been yelling about f1 so yeah yeah good stuff
3: Hey, don't you have a podcast too?
5: I do have a podcast called My Show with Alex and Jake. Uh, you can find it at Badfacts.info, and uh, that's that's an open fishbowl discussion between
3: some friends talking about what's going on. Guys, you got to check it out. The latest episode where Big Show throws Robin off a balcony is my favorite by far. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and Kyle, where can we follow you? <laughs> Sorry, Liv. Are you just so damn boring? No. Oh. Um, you can find me on Twitter at ruthlesspodkyle. Uh, you know, just keeping it casual, just talking about wrestling, video games, anything that comes to mind. Feel free to interact. I uh, occasionally live tweet uh, a wrestling show or two. I just did a live tweet in SummerSlam. Enjoyed it a good, decent little bit, surprisingly. So yeah, hit me up. And of course, as always, we want to thank our sponsors. <laughs> Over on the
3: Patreon, Nate the f great, Mr. Fretz, and Trevor Freyland. We thank you, dudes. Thank you for your generous contributions to they our show. To. And hey, be like them. If you want to donate to the Patreon and get some exclusive content in the meantime, subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash R-A-Pod. That's R as in ruthless, A as in aggression. P-O-D, Pod. Like the band. Yeah, something like that.
1: I... Is some of mine.
3: And all right, guys, I think I'm gonna finish up this ruthless aggression float and uh, call it a day.
5: <laughs> the the Kurt Angle floats are empty.
3: So, uh, good night, you guys. In the meantime, for the Ruthless Aggression podcast, I'm Levi. I am Kyle. I'm Jake, baby. Reminding you to stay ruthless.